there. Welcome to the Havala Podcast. I'm your host, Havala, and this is going to be an awesome show today. Now, for all of you that are listening in real time, it's Christmas. Christmas is in just a couple days, so we thought we would mix it up a little and do something different for our Christmas show, our Christmas season. So today, I am not alone. For the very first time in the history of this podcast, really in the history of the entire world, I am interviewing, I should say having a conversation with someone that is very near and dear to me. I consider him incredibly kind, generous, and also very handsome. He's clicking in the mic. And um, anyway, he is my eldest son, our eldest son, Judah David Cunnington. Judah, welcome to the podcast. What's up? How you doing? Good. Good. Just chilling. You're just chilling? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, This is a Christmas edition, so we're just going to get it out. We're just going to get it out. All the secrets, all the lies, all of the stealing. Perfect, perfect, perfect. perfect, All everything that you want to get out is today. Today's time. No, actually, I'm really glad you're here. I thought it would be fun because a lot of people know dad and I, and we're on this podcast and And sometimes they see us on Instagram, but we've never had a conversation on a podcast. And I got to be honest, I think I'm a little bit, well, I'm really excited and kind of a little bit nervous. For what? Because Judah, when you're unedited, it's scary. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you some questions. We're going to go from here. And um, yeah, you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, let me ask you this. What's your favorite holiday of the year? Well, the only right answer is Christmas. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know anyone else who doesn't like Christmas. Their first one. And why do you like Christmas so much? Because just like everyone gets to like come together and we all get to just like hang out. And it's kind of just like a season of giving, I guess. Yeah, it's cool. You've always liked gifts, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is that your top love language? No. But it's up there. It's Top up there. Three probably. Yeah. So like number one is like physical touch, and then two is probably gifts. Yeah, I think so. You've always known what you want, and you've always been very particular about the thing that you want as a gift. For sure, yeah. So okay, let's talk about um, this season. And I don't really know how exactly these questions are going to go. So just know. Um, We're about to find out, okay? So the first question I have is, can you tell me about a moment in your teenage years that really shook things up for you? What happened and how did it change your perspective? Mm. Well, I think something that changed my perspective of like my teenage years is just like different friend groups and different influences can like really change your perspective on like really like your whole world I say cuz usually like your friends are like who you hang out with all the time like your school friends you see them like 5 days a week or whatnot and it's kind of crazy and so like they can be a huge impact positively or like negatively and so and how do you know how do you know how to pick your friends like how do you know who's somebody that you think should be in your life or when do you know it's not time for them to be in your life? Well, for me, I can tell right off the bat by how they talk and their vocab. So if I'm meeting someone or I'd say their appearance too, what they look like, 
Um, but I'm not judging their appearance. I'm just like what they take pride in or what they're interested yeah, in. Yeah, and what they, I can tell who, like what kind of person they are by what they wear. And so my friends, I surround people with, I surround myself around people who have similar style and have a similar sense of humor and have similar sense of like a mindset. Yeah. So that's how I have my friends. And I can tell if I'm clicking with someone new that we have a lot in common. And usually it starts off with like style wise. Yeah. You've always had a pretty good eye for style. In fact, dad and I, (laughs) we always used to laugh because you just had this ability to put things together like outfits or things and you would just know. And I'd always think like, how do you know that? And you just had this eye, but you're not talking about spending a ton of money. Like you love to thrift, you love to do. So like, it's not about if people like dress according to what you think is valuable. It's more about how they put it together. Yeah. Well, and I was talking with my buddy Isaac and he was saying that like, you have to, it's like a, kind of like different color schemes so you match different colors for like your tops and then different colors with your bottoms and like you can have different there's like two colors that will like pair up kind of and it'll make it look really good and so I usually take um those colors different color sets and I will put them in a like a in a fit and I'll just like wear that yeah you're very good at that yeah what's your favorite piece of clothing in your closet right now or item I should say I just got these like new Carhartt pants and they're like brown and like vintage and they're super nice. But I also like my Stussy shirt. I just got like a new Stussy shirt for my like birthday and it was like, it's pretty like cool. And, like, and for all of our listeners, hun, like Stussy was in in high school for yeah. me. Yeah, and if I just kept all that, we could have made so much money. I, I know, yeah, and, I'm, <laughs> and I bet you regret that a lot. I do. No. And guess, we used to have guests with these little triangle, like, things on the, on the back of the jeans. Okay, so here's what I want to know. So what is one thing about your generation that us older folks or older people, um, we don't seem to get? We don't, we don't understand and, like, break it down for us. Um, I think just, like, speaking... For everyone, I think understanding of how people take, um, how people have like days where that's not a good day and how parents can kind of be like, oh, well, yeah, I had a bad day too. And you're not taking any ownership for that kind of like, oh, I don't know. Just kind of like, like dismissing it. Just, yeah. But also just like, like kids my age have a lot of stuff going on and I I don't think parents are very aware of that. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. Like, what do you, when you say a lot of stuff going on, what, what are things? And and clearly not everything you're going to say is something you're going through your friend is, but just in general, like in general terms. No, for sure. I, well, I think that like people can go, I just think there's a lot of social anxiety these days for like being a teenager and all this stuff. And so I think when you're kind of anxious all the time, your days can not be the best. So I think that um, if it like builds up over time and like you're not talking about it or your parents aren't noticing or being aware of it, then it can cause like a problem, I'd say. 
So, and I think it's really good. There's a low level anxiety that you see a lot of your friends have. So what happens if like someone's listening to this right now and they have a teen a girl, teen boy, or, and they're not sure, like, I don't know how to approach my kid. I'm not, I'm not sure. How, like, what do I do to make it better without feeling like I'm invading or assuming that they're not doing well? What, what do they do? What do you like? I should well, say. I like when you guys will talk to me about it and be like, Hey, how, how are you guys, how are you doing? Like, like that's always a good question or how, like what, what's on your mind or stuff like that. And sometimes if you don't check up on your kid as much, they'll, they'll be really hesitant at first mm-hmm. to kind of open up. I'd say I have a couple friends who don't get asked that as much. And so when like we ask, they're a little hesitant and are kind of just pushing it aside and saying like, Oh, I'm fine. Like, bro, I'm, I'm chill, you know, like, I'm straight, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's just like, they're just kind of like pushing it away and not really trying to like open up and talk about it if it's really like bothering them. So I think that that's, it's also up to them if they want to talk about it, but it's also a new thing too. If you don't talk about it as much. No, it's true. And do you think that, well, let me ask you, do your friends talk about mental health with each other? Do you Um, guys talk about anxiety or depression? I don't know. I, I, I'll say this. I don't, we don't talk about that really as much as we used to. I think we used to a lot, but I think now that we all kind of got it out of our system, I think, and we can, and we all know that we can talk to each other about it. It's not like a huge issue because we're all very, um, just, we like to talk to each other about like anything and we're very open and very, um, transparent really. Well, yeah. And vulnerable, I guess. And comfortable. And comfortable. Yeah, comfortable. Yeah, you guys have built a history. So, um, and I love that. So, I think that idea of, like, checking in on your teens and checking in on them and making sure they're okay. And if you don't ask them a lot, then they're if they're hesitant, it doesn't mean they're not going to tell you. You just have to get used to asking more. Um, I'm curious, um, what do you think, what is it like being a teenage boy in the world right now? Mm. I think it is a little hard. I I would say this. I of course I wasn't. I don't know what being a teenager is like when you were a teenager, but I think it's a lot um, more. There's a lot more like eye catchers out there. If you know what I mean, a lot more stuff is attracting people. A lot of new things are coming up. I'd say, and so it's a little more difficult to keep track on yourself yeah and like focus on yourself if there's a lot more distractions nowadays than there was before it is very true a lot of demand on attention so can I ask you I'm gonna I want you to be honest these are two questions and you can do it either order but what do you think dad and I did well and what do you think dad and I have not done well at in raising you I know it's kind of scary to put on a podcast, but I'm, no, yeah. I think it's important. So maybe we could start with, well, I got to think cause you guys have done like a lot of good things, but like, and I'm trying to think of like something that like really stuck out. I think I, I think putting me and I'm, I think this is just like something that you guys did that really helped me. I'm not saying like people can do this, but like when you put me in a private school, like that really helped me kind of find like a close friend group and not like in a huge public school where I have to like, or a huge public, yeah, public yeah. school where I just have to like 
find the right people because it usually, I know it's kind of like stereotypical, but if you're in a private school, usually everyone's like friendly and stuff. And, and for the most part, they were like, they're, they're, they're pretty nice and they're good friends. Um, so, so picking the right environment was important for you. I'll say that. I'll just, I'll just sum it up to that, that picking a good environment and having your parents do that was good. Mm -hmm. If you can even do like anything for that, like if you're doing some kind of youth like group, social event, yeah, anything. anything like that could work. And what do you, um, was there anything that if you were, okay, let's go to that first, the second thing, which is something that you think dad and I could have changed or done better or really just your dad. What could your dad <laughs> No. I know, right? A lot of things, but <laughs> I'll just sum it up to you guys. Did you get my list? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I think that something you guys could have done better in was just monitorization. Is that a word? Monitoring. Monitoring, mm -hmm. not monetization. You're thinking moni uh, mon monetization. Uh -huh. Is that a word? Yeah, Is like it it's like making money off of, yeah. Okay, that's, yeah. <laughs> monitoring, uh, especially in these years. Mm -hmm. I don't, th I think that you, I think that there's a different, I think that monitoring evolves into something else differently over the years. So like when you're monitoring a toddler, you're usually on them and you have some kind of routine going on if you're whatever you're doing. But I think that now as a teenager, I think just making, just gaining trust is really big um, because you'll be open to more opportunities if you gain trust. And usually it's a good life lesson as well. But I think that having just, good checkups yeah. on your on your kid is really good especially if they're a teenager because they're probably going through a lot they just don't talk about and so or or they're just like who knows it could be anything really but I think it's just good a good checkup is good I think that's really good and I think dad and I we've had actually the three of us have had conversations about that just not even knowing how to monitor and then mon when we monitor not making it about you're in trouble or this is good this is bad but just how are you and I know we've had a lot of conversations recently about trust and yeah. about relationships and yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I know you and dad have had a lot of conversations about that. About yeah. Just building trust and what happens if you oh, don't. Yeah, yeah. And no, I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I got in trouble with some stuff uh, a couple months ago because I just kind of didn't really respect my parents as much. And I was just kind of like going, through some stuff with the other influences. And like I said, friends are a good influence and I wasn't influenced the right way uh, through people. And so I kind of lost respect for my parents and I, I kind of was like, I'm just going to do my own thing and like whatever, if I get in trouble, like it'll blow over. And so when I kept, when stuff kept reoccurring, my parents kind of took action and would notice like a, a clear pattern and they, um, they like uh, gave me consequences and stuff that like really like affected me. And so I kind of had to go through a process of doing stuff and gaining trust with my dad and my mom. And it was just um, a good pro a good, I'm still going through it now a little bit. I think I'm still going through like the later stages of it. Cause um, this past, these past two months I've done pretty well, I'd say. Very good. 
Yeah. Very good. In so, fact, I didn't know because we'd never gone through a season like that. I didn't know if he would gain trust again. I didn't know how it yeah. would all work. And I've watched you just consistently show up and do what you've been asked to do. And, and also tell us when it doesn't make sense or you are mad about it and yeah. you're not hiding that either, which I like. Right. No. Yeah. I, I think, um, that this whole thing of just gaining trust, like this whole process of like you, you're giving me a consequence of it is really, it, it really helped me become like who I am now. I've, I've, I definitely respect my parents now and respect the choices they make. And I respect myself more for that. So yeah, you do. Really good. And, and there was even one point when dad and I stepped in with friends and I'm curious for other parents that are listening to this, you know, like we didn't just assume that we could just take it into someone else's life because that's their kid's life. But when they make themselves available at our house and they're hanging out here and they're with us all the time, we, there was a time when we had to confront, um, the behavior that was happening in our home. And, um, I was curious, what did you think about that? And was it, were you nervous about it? Did it embarrass you? Were you glad that we did it? I was definitely glad you did it. A little bit of embarrassment, a little bit of like what's going on. Like you guys have never done this before. And that's kind of like where you guys like took action. I'd say more part of that, but I think it was, I think you guys handled it really well, and made that situation with that particular person respect you guys a lot more. Just by the way you guys handled it, I'd say. Yeah, it was really interesting. In fact, I just Facetimed them yeah two days ago. You put me on Facetime with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking about how. I told that unique person because I want to make sure that we keep that anonymous because that's we want to respect him. But I think that we, I I said to them, listen, if you behave like that in our home and we didn't love you, we would never let you here again. Right. But because we love you and because we're for you and we want you to be in our lives, here's the standards that we have in our home. And he was, he had such like humility mm-hmm. and he owned his own behavior, but it was challenging. I wondered how you felt about that because I had never done that and I didn't even know I was going to do that until it was time. No, I felt, um, like I said, I felt like it was a good thing to do and I was a little nervous, but me too. I think, (laughs) I think, well, in the end it really helped like both of us and we kind of would look out for each other after that. I think cause what you said, like kind of put a little spark in, what were the things that I said that you remember? I mean, obviously without giving away all the well, things, I think, but I think what you said just now was kind of like the huge sum up of like, we're going to give you like kind of a second chance kind of, mm-hmm. would you say that? Yeah. I think we, I said to them, you do it one time and most people would never give you a second chance, but, yeah. um, if, and, and basically I love you, but I gave it to him straight, like as if they were my kid. And, and you sat there and honestly, then when I sent it to you, you responded humbly too, which was right. a big, no, yeah. big deal. Yeah. You, you have, I'm so proud of the person that you're becoming Judah and the way you've responded. I know you're a deep soul and you yeah. feel a lot of things. You also feel a lot of things for your friends and you're there for them as well when they're going through things. And I just, I love that you are that kind of person. I'm curious, um, what do you think, what do you think you're going to be doing in 10 years from now? When you think about, because we had this conversation probably right. a month ago, 
And I was saying to you, like, who is Judah? You're 17 now. Who's Judah at 25? What is Judah doing? It wasn't so much that you were checking boxes, but I was trying to get you to think of like, who am I at 25? And I think you, some of the things that you said, and I don't want to speak for you if there's something else, but you said, I'm going to be a man of my word. I'm going to be a man that is like, follows through with what he says. And I can be like, I'm respectful and respected really is what you said, respected. And you said, I have healthy relationships and was there anything else I'm missing? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. That was kind of like, like a sum up of it. I'd say I wasn't, I think those were like the huge things that like really stuck out. Yeah. Okay. One other question. Um, how can, what has dad and I done to help you, um, in your faith? And what are things that have helped you personally on your own? And then what are things that you think you'd like to try in 2024? Um, well, since I'm off school a lot more, cause I just, I just transferred to a new school, uh, like a month and a half ago. Um, I've had a lot more time on my hands. And so, uh, you've brought me to a lot of the BSSM things, uh, like events and teachings. And that's Bethel school ministry, supernatural ministry. So yeah, Bethel school, supernatural ministry. It's just an acronym. Right, I'm just right, letting right. people BSSM, know if they're, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I have more time to go to those. I've only gone to two right now, but they're still, they're really like the both times I've gone have been amazing and I've really pressed in. And so I think I would like to go to those more in the future. So that yeah, answers like that, that question. For 2024. Too. Yeah. What about YWAM? Can you tell everybody about that? Uh, YWAM? In, in the summer? Uh, oh, the camp. Yeah. So I attend, I've been attending a camp for the last two years. Uh, in Kona, Hawaii. Um, it's run by a organization called Circuit Riders who is on the YWAM base and they are super prone to like youth ministry and are like, they evangelize to a lot of, they have a base, they also like a second base in Huntington, LA and they, they go and evangelize and like set people on missions to go to schools and stuff. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I always love it when you come back and just, you've met really good friends oh, yeah. and you've had good experiences. It's the highlight of my summer for the last two years. And they do something called Jesus Club, which some people might not know what that is. No. Uh, yeah. So Jesus Club was a kind of like a little class that was set up around schools uh, everywhere. I'd say on the Northern, like more, more on like the Northern side of the U S mm-hmm. and so um, basically it's a little club during like a lunchtime, uh, during school that you would go in and would listen in and they would teach about just like God and, and how to, they would teach like how to evangelize Yeah. and they would have three, like kind of like three steps, I think. Yeah. And it was like, they would ask like, um, like, Hey, do you know about Jesus? And then if they were like, no, I don't. And then you tell them like, yeah, so, like, he's, like, he's really helped me uh, a couple, like, a while ago, I was in a really dark place, and I really needed a lot of help, and I was kind of, like, lost, I, I and they would ask, like, are you, have you been going through stuff, and, and they'd be like, yeah, I was in the same place as mm. you, like, I know what that's like, but then I met God, and God has really helped me through this, like, this time right now, and I felt more, I felt like the best I've been ever. Wow. And so it kind of like gives like that, oh yeah, I've been in the same boat as you. 
and I know how that feels, and I and I found the solution kind of, and so it's like that's it like helps because you're relating, yeah. So like I I think rela- like relation, yeah, relation, re- yeah, relation like really helps with like trying to evangelize. I love that, and it's true. Once you feel like someone has been in your space, and then you go, oh, then you lean in and you want to know. Yeah. I love it. Okay, I've got a couple more questions. One of them is, tech is everywhere, right? So what, how is your relationship with your screen or your gadget shaped who you are? And what are the boundaries that you have on your screen to help you become the person that you want to be? Um, well, I got, I just, I had my phone taken away for a while. Mm-hmm. It's not, it might not seem like a while. I think it was like two months. Yeah. Two, I'd say two and a half months. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but like for someone who's had their phone <laughs> for a while, like three years without having a huge period of taking like that. Like it's, it was hard for sure. But I think that the last, these last couple weeks, um, that I didn't have it were pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, I was, yeah, I was kind of just like, there's a lot more to do besides like other doing stuff and you have a lot more time to do stuff. You're not always bored. Well, I'd say you would be bored, but if you know what to do at the time, then you won't be bored. And you play basketball and you hang out with friends and, but like some of the things we do, like we, you you bring your phone to us at night. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, that's kind of like a house rule. And yeah, I'll explain that because not everybody does that in their home. And your friends even said that was no, yeah. Yeah. One of my friends said like, yeah, my mom doesn't even do that. And he's like, that's kind of cool that you guys do that. So it's not like I'm being sneaky or anything. And, uh, basically I'll have my phone I'll just literally have it on me the whole day. And then at night, my dad will just be like, yo, can I have your phone? Because I'm going to bed. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'll just hand him it. And then I'll have the rest of the night. I'll wake up and I'll grab it. Like it's, mm-hmm. But it's it's nice because like at night is usually when it's like mm-hmm. you get kind of tempted to do stuff. And so I think that's also what you guys kind of did it as well. Do you think though, because I mean, we have a lot of restrictions on the phones and stuff. I think some parents are thinking, you know, well, we have restrictions. It's fine. But there's a lot of ways around those restrictions. And there's a lot of things that I think can be harmful. So I'm curious, how do you, like, what do you think for parents that have younger kids? Because you're almost, I mean, you're halfway to an adult this year. You don't, you're almost an adult. But yeah. in terms of those that have youngers, what are some things you think are good boundaries to protect them? And what are things that you think is just way too crazy for youngers versus as you get older? Um, well, I think that having some kind of limit for apps can be really helpful for like people who are younger. I don't know how young, like how old, like 13, 13, 13, 14. So around that age, like social media, you really shouldn't have social media or any type of that. I think be real. Yeah, explain that real. to them, what that is. So Be Real is an is an app that you can, like, take a picture every day. And it's, like, a time that everyone has this time to take a picture of. And then you can, like, react to it with, like, an emoji that you make of yourself. And then it's, like, that's the only app. But it's no filters. It's, like, very raw, right? Yeah, it's just, it's a raw app. And I honestly, I haven't had a problem with that ever. And I've had it for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, been good. Yeah, I don't think, I honestly wouldn't consider it social media at all because you can't really like or post or scroll mm-hmm. or, or uh, like find stuff. It's really just your friends, you, f- you like add people and then see their photo and like yeah. 
use your emoji or whatnot. Yeah. A lot of people like it. Even Hudson, who doesn't like that stuff at all. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He likes it. Um, I really like that. Okay. So we're going to talk about your passion. What's the one thing that you are absolutely crazy about right now? And how did you stumble upon it? And what does it mean to you? My passion? Yeah. Like, what are you excited about right now? And it can't be a person. Graduating. Wow. Okay. Well, I was on my mind, but no, I can't say that. I'm here, Judah. I'm okay. here. No, graduating high school. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm done with that. And what I'm meaning like, what are things that you're, what's something you love doing right now? Honestly, traveling. I don't do it a lot, but now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I'm like wanting to travel more. And so I'm thinking like when I get into high school, I might take a year or two and kind of just explore and like travel because it's like the first time being an adult and I it's like the first time I'm like I'm like being told like I don't want to be told what to don't do. Don't say it. Don't say it, Judah. No. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think like I'm not trying to be told what to do. Right. When I'm an adult, when I can have like a time to myself and kind of I don't know. I saw like a video today on it and being like waiting two years before going to a college but it's like some people sure like if you want and it was like you can take just a year off and just explore because it's like you're an adult for the first time and yeah. it's like you can it's the first time you're not you're doing something that you don't want to do like like college for some mm. reason I or like school right right like and take so, a break I think they call it a gap year yeah a gap year yeah so I'll take a gap year. Yeah. I think is what I'll do. But I'm that's what I'm excited for. I know. I, I like it. I know you like basketball. I see you like right, to work right, out right. a little bit. No, oh, yeah, basketball. Uh -huh. You like to thrift. Um yeah, you like I, to hang out with I your just, friends. I I haven't thrifted for like a fat minute. I'd yeah. say I thrifted like a little bit over the summer. Uh and then I didn't really go back to it. I really haven't really gone back to it. I kinda wanna go I mean, We thrifted today. We did a little bit, yeah. yeah. I picked up a sweet Oregon shirt. And I picked up a silver platter. Yes. So we're, we're living the same life. Basically. Okay, and then, um, okay, last question. Um, what do you hope that you get for Christmas this year? Honestly. <laughs> I'm a little nervous to ask you because I'm like, ah, it's too late to buy it. No, I don't know. I, I kind of just want like any article of clothing that you guys know I like. Yes. And will stand out to me. Even if it's like a new sweatshirt, like a heavy sweatshirt that has like good material or nice pants or nice shoes, something like that. Yes. Any shoes. Yes. I, I don't know. I have like a list of some stuff, but it was usually that. So if people were to see you and they didn't know you, what would you want them to know about you? I'm friendly. I'm a friendly person for sure. And that I don't. Some people have told me that I appear to look mean either because I'm just like not, I don't look social, but when you like, in, if you like introduce yourself to me or if I like say like, what's up? Like I'm actually like, I'd say I'm like nice. You are very kind. Yeah. But you're also a deep thinker and you process deeply. And I think sometimes your face is like processing the things in your heart or for your sure, mind. For sure. And what is the one thing that you cannot stand? When you're around certain people, what's something that you're like, that is never, I'm, that's not going to be like, it's almost like if I see that in someone, we're not going to be friends. If they are really loud, kind of. 
And you looked straight in my eyes when you said that. Wow. Or obnoxious. (laughs) Obnoxious, I'd say. Okay, so kind of loud and just aggressive and... Yeah, and and they kind of joke around a lot. Not like like that, like they kind of joke at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of mock you a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, So that's kind of like a, like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, I don't like the, the, the they're trying to be funny, but they're putting you down Yeah, exactly. or they're, you're kind of the butt of the joke. I'm, I'm out. I'm the same way. I always think humor, like intelligent humor never has to mock someone. It never yeah, has to make sure. someone feel littler than, you know, you, so you can feel better than them. Um, Judah, this has been very insightful. I wish everyone could see how handsome you look. You're wearing a, bro. I don't look good at all. My yes, you do. Is, my fit bro, is devious. Your fit is so good. You've got so much got, riz. I got pajama pants on and a hoodie and air forces. I know, but it's like got a mustard, a mustard Jordan. color air Jordan hoodie with some pajama bottoms that nowadays are pants. No. Yeah. I, I rock them all the time. I just need to actually like start wearing good stuff. I got like lazy with it, but you know what, what those are pajama bottoms are, the are plaid? what yoga pants are to women. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> well, no the plaid that? is very nice. And then you usually wear tennis shoes or like... Yeah, these Air Forces are on life support. I don't know. Yeah, they, they are. They have holes in They're the bottom. And they, I don't know. I'm hoping to get some kind of new shoe though. Like a nice shoe. I, I just got like a new Dunks though. I When I went to Vegas for my birthday. And I've kept them like kind of nice. Yeah, you have. I'm just like not trying to trash them in the rain right now because it's been pouring lately. And you've been selling things too to make some money this yeah, year. I, yeah, I sold my, my <laughs> PC. Uh-huh for like 400 bucks yeah because i don't know people are telling me i could have sold it for more i so think I'm you could have but you I wanted to get rid just, of it i just don't know who though because like facebook marketplace was like really where i could only sell it on and mm-hmm. people just don't really want to spend a lot of money for that i know so it's whatever but, but you have a good eye though you have sold a lot of things on facebook marketplace i think you do pretty good yeah they're just you know still slow time. sometimes yeah well, Judah, I am so grateful that you've been on this podcast with me. Honestly, I was a little scared. Some of the <laughs> things you said, I'm like, uh-oh, is he going to say it? But you didn't. And right. I love, um, I hope that you guys that are listening to this, you get to hear like the amazingness that Judah is. Because Judah is, like I said, incredibly kind, generous. If you're in his inner circle, you are like well-loved. And he's a listener. And he is a deep soul. And he's a little bit of a stud muffin, <laughs> um, but we keep him humble. And um, yeah, is there anything else you want to say to everybody for Christmas? Uh, Merry Christmas. And uh, yeah, I hope that you got, you take uh, my words into consideration for if I said anything that would stand out. That's right. Um, did you want to let them know what your favorite book of mine is that you've read? And, <laughs> and maybe the, your favorite messages that have just changed and impacted your life? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not yet, but, uh, that's right. Maybe there's next too time. many, right? There's too oh, many. Way too many. <laughs> that's right. You've written like 50 books, right? Uh, something like that. Okay. Anyway, you guys, we love you. Um, from the Cunningtons, Merry Christmas, happy 2023. It's going to be a good year, 2024. This was just kind of like off the record. I hope you loved it. I got to learn some things about Judah and I love that he was willing to do this. Like, thanks, Judah. Thanks for being here. For sure. And um, yeah, I hope that this, if you loved it, let us know. Throw it in the comments. Um, let us know. And for all of you that are listening in real time, January 1st, we start my Created to Hear God devotional live every single day. It's live. It'll be, uh, the link is in my bio, on my socials. It'll be in your inbox, and in your email. And the link will be in the show notes of this show. Uh, but our Created to Hear God global annual devotional, say that eight times fast, 
um, is happening live. So it's not too late to join us. You don't have to have a book. You just have to show up and save your seat. That's it. You guys, I love you. Merry Christmas. And I will see you at the next one more, one more show for the new year. So I'll see you at the next one. Other than that, I love you. And I'll see you next time. Later.